Welcome to the Fit Factor Podcast, where we discuss health and fitness for those who may have mistakenly thought that their best, healthiest days were behind them. That's about to change. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Fit Factor. Well, I say back. If you've never been here before, welcome to the Fit Factor. If you are returning, then welcome back to the Fit Factor podcast. My name is Nathan Redman, and uh, I live in Houston, Texas. I own a company called It Factor Coaching, where we give people the It Factor. But I do personal training, nutrition coaching, health coaching, um, basically my whole world is wrapped up in uh, helping adults win in their health. And there's far too many people not winning in their health. And I'm out to try to do my little part and just be a little bitty pebble in a really big pond, but trying to make as many ripples in that pond as I possibly can. Uh, but I appreciate you listening today. It means a lot to me that you would stop by. I want to start this episode off with a little bit of a story. Uh, this is a Facebook post that I read, uh, it's been a little over a week ago, read a Facebook post and I'm just going to dive right into the, uh, the quote and we'll go, we'll go from there and kind of springboard into the conversation today. But here's what I read on that Facebook post. The writer says a young man was working on an inclined bench with barbells just a few feet from me. Obviously they're in a gym says he was thin and ripped like crazy. I had finished my 100 reps of various dumbbell curls, 100 reps. That's a lot of reps. I had finished my 100 reps of various dumbbell curls and two sets of lateral shoulder raises when he approached me with a big smile. This is the young guy approaching the writer of this with a big smile. The young guy says, you're killing it, man. He said, accompanied with a fist bump. Thanks. With a half laugh, he took a step back and said, can I ask how old you are? Sure. I'm going on 76. In a full laugh, he gave me another fist bump and said, you're killing it, man. You're a beast. After two more fist bumps, he walked away, leaving me with real words of encouragement. This past week, I was in the gym. I was training one of my clients in my gym, and I saw a guy working out next to me that was killing it, just like the previous Facebook post I just read. This guy was killing it. He had a phenomenal body. His physique was great. Muscle tone was fantastic, had size and mass, and he just looked great. And I started a conversation with him. And during that conversation, I asked him, I was like, how old are you? He said, I'm 72, 72. And the dude, if you, if you hadn't asked him how old he was, you would have never known, especially if you could not see him from the neck up. If all you could see was from the shoulders down, you would have never in a million years thought that this guy was 72 years old. So in the previous post that I read, the Facebook post, 75-year-old man. I'm just going to be honest, all right, full disclosure. That man was my dad. 
my dad posted that on Facebook about a week and a half ago. 75 years old, getting fist bumps from a kid in a gym, telling him, quote, you're killing it, man. You're a beast. And then just a few days later, I met a guy in the gym who was killing it and was 72 years old. So that leads us into the topic of the day. And today I want to talk about what is known as sarcopenia. Sarcopenia. I've referenced sarcopenia in some other podcasts, but we haven't really focused on that particular condition. And so today I want to talk about sarcopenia because it's a really big deal. It's a big problem and it's completely avoidable. It's 100% avoidable. So we're going to talk about what it is, how to avoid it, why we need to avoid it, and really just kind of get into some details about the importance of sarcopenia. So what is sarcopenia? Quite simply, sarcopenia is age-related progressive loss of muscle mass and strength. Age-related. In other words, it's not a disease. It's not an illness. It might be a condition. I don't even know if I would term it as a condition. It's just something that happens to us over time as we age. They say that starting somewhere around age 30 to age 35, if we, if we allow it to happen, that's the key part, but somewhere between age 30 to 35, we start losing, some say about 1% of our lean muscle mass per year. And I've, had, I've heard other numbers say that we lose roughly 3% to 5% of our muscle mass per decade. So 1% per year would be 10% per decade. And the other stat was 3 to 5% per decade. So let's go with the conservative number just to try to draw some examples and kind of paint a picture of what that means in real life. Let's do the math on that. Conservatively speaking, if you lost 5% of your lean muscle mass every decade starting at age 30, then by the time you reach age 70, you will have lost about 20% of your lean muscle mass. If we go with the more aggressive number of 1% per year, that would be 10% per decade. And over that 40 year period between age 30, and age 70, you will have lost about 40% of your lean muscle mass. So let's be just, let's find a happy medium there. On the conservative side, we're talking 20% by age 70. On the aggressive side, we're talking 40%. So right there in the middle, it's pretty safe. I think we could say that between age 30 and probably 70, you're going to lose roughly 30% of your lean muscle mass just through lack of use. Just through lack of use. Okay? Now, the problem gets compounded for women because women struggle much more than men when it comes to osteoporosis. And so for men, they lose muscle strength. But for women they lose muscle strength and bone strength as they age. And if you're experiencing sarcopenia as a woman, it's highly likely that you are going to experience osteoporosis and vice versa. 
it's almost a guarantee. If you have osteoporosis, you have sarcopenia. Okay. So men and women both experience sarcopenia, but the osteoporosis angle of this is much more, uh, this is a bigger problem for women. So if you're losing muscle mass and you're losing bone density, basically the structure of your house is falling apart. The framework of your house is crumbling. Okay. So this is a, this is a big deal. And we're going to talk a little bit about why this is a big deal for men, for men, older men, statistically speaking, are two times as likely to break a bone when they fall than young men. Twice, twice as likely to break a bone when you're an older man than you are when you're younger. Okay. The CDC, they have stats for everything, right? So the CDC in the United States reported in 2019 that around 3 million or so senior adults, older slash senior adults, were treated in emergency rooms or doctor's offices for fall-related injuries, many of those broken bones. Many of those, especially with women, fractured hips. So why are older people falling? Well, it's pretty cut and dry. When you were 30 years old and you lost your balance, you had the strength to catch yourself and to prevent that fall. Strength in your lower legs, strength maybe in your arms to grab a hold of something and keep yourself upright. The younger you were, the less likely you were to fall, and certainly the less likely you were to break a bone if you did fall, okay? But the older we get, the more we lose muscle mass, the more likely we are to have the inability to catch ourselves in those moments when we lose our balance and start to fall. That's that's why we're having so many incidents of broken bones. Like I said, in 2019, 3 million reports of older adults having tr- be, having treatment, some sort of a medical treatment for falls, for injuries, injuries related to falls. Okay. They're falling by and large from a lack of strength and an inability to maintain their balance. Now you might be an older adult and that might sound somewhat insulting to you. Oh, I'd be fine. I'm strong. I could catch myself. I'm just reading stats. I'm just telling you what the, what the stats say. 3 million older adults were treated in emergency rooms and in doctor's offices for fall related injuries in 2019. Do you really think that the number is the same for 20 to 30 year olds, 25 to 40 year olds? No, just common sense. No, it's just not. So this sarcopenia is a big problem. It's a big reason for these falls. Now, this is even more frightening. According to some studies and some available data, the one year mortality rate after a hip fracture is somewhere between 15 and 30% for senior citizens. What does that mean? 15 to 30% 
of senior citizens that fall and fracture a hip are dead within a year. I've even heard and read reports of people going into the hospital. There's a high percentage of people that go into a hospital for a fractured hip and never leave. They die in the hospital. 15 to 30% of those who fall and break a hip as senior citizens die within one year. That is an astonishingly high number. But the weakness of their bones and the weakness of their muscles is just part of a much bigger picture of their lack of overall health. So those are, those are the, if that doesn't get your attention, especially if you're a senior, especially if you're drifting up into that senior's age, funny story yesterday, speaking of Facebook earlier, a pastor friend of mine posted something about an event at their church for the 55 and older club. The seniors group is 55 and older. I'll be 51 in three weeks. Don't you dare even put me in the same conversation with, with the seniors group. But if you're in, if you're in my age category, 50 and older, this should get your attention. Because if you're not, if you're not actively doing the things that it takes to maintain your muscle strength and your bone density, you could be one of these statistics. You could be one of these people that falls, breaks a bone, simply because you don't have the strength to be able to hold yourself up and your bones are getting weak. Okay. Here's the thing that's important to know. It doesn't matter how old you are. It does not matter how old you are. Muscles adapt to whatever we tell them to adapt to. If you stress a muscle, telling it to grow, it will grow. If you rest a muscle, you're telling it to shrink. The, the lack of use of a muscle tells that muscle, I'm not needed. So whatever you tell your muscles to do, they will obey you. And if you're getting older, the best thing you can do is start telling your muscles, hey, I need you to stick around. I need you to be strong. In fact, some of you might even say, like my dad at 75 years old, I don't want to just be maintaining strength. I want to build strength. Guess what? At 75 years old, my dad's still getting stronger. At 72 years old, the guy I met at the gym the other day, the dude is still yoked. You can build muscle at any age. Muscle knows no age. It doesn't. Muscle knows no age. So that's no excuse whatsoever to not, at the very least, work to maintain your muscle. So sarcopenia, it's a natural part of aging, but it's not automatic. All right, there are definitely things we can do to retain the muscles that we have, and we can absolutely positively build muscle. All right, so I'm going to give you three recommendations, three simple things that you can do to help overcome sarcopenia. And the first one, most obvious one is regular exercise, regular exercise guys, gals. If you're not exercising at least three times a week, this is your wake up call. I'm, I'm the one sounding the alarm. I'm the one ringing the bell. I'm the one bringing notice to this thing. It's time for you to start exercising at least three times a week. 
and you need to exercise in different capacities. All right. We're not just talking about taking walks. I'm sorry, but the mall is filled with walkers. I see them there in the morning, the silver haired walkers club, and they are not strong. It is what it is. They're frail. You can look at them. You can see the frailty. Just because you're taking a walk does not mean you're healthy and that you're getting real legit exercise. Do you need to take walks? Absolutely. 10,000 steps a day, super important. If you can get 15,000 steps a day, even better. Absolutely walking. But we're talking real legit exercise. We're talking aerobic exercise, cycling, spin bikes, uh, jogging on a treadmill, maybe even doing a treadmill walk on an incline. You know, anything to get that heart rate up get into that zone two, zone three, sort of an area, just as a, as a rant, uh, kind of a rule of thumb zone two, if you're over 50 years old, if you can get your heart rate up in the 130, 135 range, keep it there for 30 to 45 minutes, three or four times a week. That's solid. So we're talking about with zone two, zone two is basically conversational pace exercise. You can have a conversation with somebody and still do the thing. That's kind of what zone two would be. Once you get to a point where you're breathing so heavily that it's hard to have a conversation, that's when you're starting to drift into zone three. But zone two is conversational pace, aerobic exercise. All right. And then from a strength standpoint, we're talking about losing muscle. We're talking about uh, bone strength, strength training. You've got to stress your muscles. You've got to stress your bones. You've got to send a signal to those muscles and bones regularly, three to four times a week. Sometimes people even work out as much as five days a week. You got to send a signal to those muscles and to those bones. Hey, I need you. Stick around. You're important. Work those muscles. Push yourself into exercises that cause you to go into some form of mechanical failure. Mechanical failure simply means the weight you're lifting at some point during the exercise gets so heavy that it's difficult for you to lift it properly with good form. Just as an example, a bench press. If you're doing a bench press, once you start to break form and you start to really strain and gyrate your body in order to get weight up, that's failure. You need to push yourself to failure. Every time you go into the gym, force your body to adapt. But strength training is tip number one on how you can avoid sarcopenia. Tip number two, and this is a big one. had a conversation with a client that I was training this morning, a lady client that I'm training. Got to talking about protein. You should be taking in, this is where people I think really start to lose on their nutrition as they age, as they don't pay attention to the priority that they need to on protein, but you need to be taking in at least as a starting point, about 0.7 grams of protein for every pound of your ideal body weight. Now, why did I say ideal body weight? If you're a man that's six feet tall and 270 pounds, you don't need to take in 0.7 grams of protein based on the 270 pounds. You don't need to take in 230 or whatever that is grams of protein. You need to take in 0.7 grams for, of what your ideal body weight is. So if you're six feet tall, 0.7 of let's just say 190 pounds, do the math on that and figure out how much protein do I need every day? Because as you, if you limit your protein, that's what feeds those muscles. If you'll maintain your protein levels, you'll be able to maintain your lean muscle mass much better. And if you're in the gym lifting and working out and stressing those muscles, 
you absolutely positively have to have protein in order to rebuild the muscles that you intentionally damaged. You're not going to build muscles or grow those muscles or get stronger if you're inadequate, uh, if you have inadequate intake of protein. So 0.7 is a starting point. And if you want to build muscle, you need to go one gram per pound. So if you're a 190 pound man, you need 190 grams of protein. If you're a 150 pound woman, you need about 150 grams of protein. 130, 140, 150, somewhere in that window if you want to build muscle. Okay, so that's tip number two. You've got to have a rich protein diet. And let me just say this, and I'm going to I'm not going to stay here for long, but this BS about high protein diets are hard on the kidneys, it's crap. If your doctor tells you that, you need to find another doctor because the science is very clear. There have been hundreds, hundreds of studies on protein and kidneys, and there is absolutely zero proof that unless you already have kidney disease, unless you already have a condition with your kidneys, a high-protein diet will not cause problems. All right? So moving on from that, you can tell your doctor I said it. Maybe you'll come listen to my podcast. All right, and the third thing you need to do, especially for men, you need to monitor your hormone levels, especially testosterone. If you're over 40 and you haven't had your testosterone levels checked, it's probably a good idea to get them checked. It's just a routine thing. Make sure that your testosterone levels are at a healthy place. Once you get into that, what they call low T category, once you go low T, it's going to be really hard for you to build muscle. It's going to be really hard for you to burn fat. It's going to be really hard for you to maintain your weight. You're probably going to have struggle with, with gaining weight when your testosterone gets low. So do your own research on testosterone. I'm not an expert on that. I'm not a doctor. I'm not an endocrinologist. I'm not a nephrologist. I'm not any of those things. But what I am is a guy that knows that testosterone is what makes the man tick. All right. And if your T levels are getting low, it's going to be really counterproductive for you to be in the gym, busting your hump. And you got no juice behind you to help you uh, get, you know, build those muscles and do that, do the job. Okay. So regular exercise three to four days a week, both aerobic and anaerobic resistance training, and then a high protein diet, or at least getting adequate protein 0.7 to one gram per pound of ideal body weight. And then monitor your T levels for men. Make sure your hormones are right. Ladies check, get your hormones checked. You have testosterone too. You don't have much, but you got it. But check with your with your doctor to make sure your hormone levels are right. Because these things all play a part in maintaining lean mass, growing muscle, maintaining your bones. All of this, it's all they all work in harmony together. All right. So sarcopenia, it's a big deal, but it's not automatic. You can prevent it. You can reverse it. You can go the other direction with it. You don't have to be one of those 3 million people that falls and breaks a bone. You don't have to fall into that category of 15 to 30% of people who get a hip fracture, a hip die within a year. You can, you can prevent all of that. You get the, you get the opportunity to make the choice of doing the work. And if you don't have the first daggum clue of what to do when you go into the gym, if you haven't been in a gym in your entire life, or maybe it's been decades and you need a little bit of help, hit me up on my website 
just hit one of the hit the old uh more information or contact us whatever it says i can't even envision my website right now but get in touch with me i'd love to help you out um i could i can set some things up for you give you some pointers but let's communicate i'd love to help you that's what i'm here for that's why i'm here so if you need a little bit of help uh, a little bit of guidance i can help you with that so you guys have a fantastic day and uh until next week i'm out